Here we go. Episode 25 of the Hardline Sports Talk. We are back from a little vacation and ready to go. Lots to get to. NFL finally starting to be a main topic. Very excited for that. I, I think rest of time now, right? Until February. Just about. Training camp's coming up and then we're smooth sailing. It's July 26th right now. It's about to be July 27th. So yeah, I don't see why we won't be talking football every episode. Fantasy season coming up too. Fantasy Gotta season. start doing those mocks. I bought a magazine for fantasy. Oh god. You're one of those? I ha- No, I have a problem with spending money and it was on my phone like phone is like i even forget what like brand name it is it's just like you want to buy it and i was like eh, i might as well just bought it it's coming uh, i don't even know when but yeah i gotta get ready for the fantasy season although i'm not as big on fantasy football as i am on fantasy baseball but How? it is what it is i love fantasy baseball but i love fantasy, fantasy football is just a whole different because animal. fantasy fantasy baseball is a grind like if you don't know what you're talking about yeah you're lost in fantasy right, baseball okay. an idiot can win yeah. fantasy football I mean, an absolute yeah. idiot can win yeah. fantasy but football. But fantasy football, I mean, I'm watching Red Zone all day, checking my phone every two minutes. No, so am I, but I don't know. I'm just not like... I'm making trades. I'm like, I'm like you know, uh, Kevin Costner on draft day. I'm calling people up, talking trade scenarios all You know what the problem long. is? Fantasy football is way too overhyped. I don't think it is. It's I think it's way great. too I think, overhyped. I think it's properly hyped. And people care way too... Like, people think like you care way too much about their fantasy football team. Oh, okay, yeah, I get what you're saying with and that. And it's just like, oh my yeah, god, Yeah, like, oh, enough. dude, look at this team I got. And you're like, okay, everybody's got a team, too. Like, like I watch football. I watch football. I love football. Mm-hmm. That's it. Anyway, we're going to get to football in a little bit. Lots of uh, news with Aaron Rodgers, obviously, and Deshaun Watson now. So we're going to get to that in a little bit. But let's start out with our baseball teams here in New York. The trade deadline is this Friday. I cannot wait. Trade deadline season is the greatest, and we already have deals flying around i'll just mention a couple nelson cruz last week got dealt to the tampa bay rays and he's already crushing homage for them he's got Mm -hmm. two over the weekend uh adam frazier was traded to the padres for three prospects and the the padres just keep adding talent they're loaded and they're not done they want to add a pitcher they're involved with jose brios Mm -hmm. in those talks so i mean that would just be scary and they haven't traded a lot of their any of their top prospects really. The only top no. guy they traded was Luis Luis Patino Luis Dino, yeah. for um, Blake Snell. Yeah. So they're still their farm system still loaded, and they they can make any trade at the snap of a finger. Right. The Padres are going to be a problem for a long time. Yeah. I mean, their major league roster we know how good that is, and then their farm system's fantastic. Like you said, they traded Luis Patino for Blake Snell. They traded uh, Francisco Mejia in the Mike Clevenger trade to the Indians or the Guardians now. Um, so yeah, you're right. AJ, we know how aggressive AJ Preller is as a GM, and I think you might see him making a couple more moves. He might, he might not be done yet. Yeah, and just now um, broke a few minutes ago that a- uh, Andrew Chafin, left-handed relief pitcher for the Cubs, who's been absolutely phenomenal this season, he's going to the A's. He's a setup man. You can really use him seventh, eighth inning, yeah. high leverage type guy. I really wanted the Mets to be after him. But um, he's headed off to Oakland, so that's a nice pickup for them for a minor league outfielder. So we're really in full trade season, and um, our New York teams have to make decisions on what they want to do. But the Yankees really have to make a decision on what they want to do. The Mets, we know they're going to be buyers. They've already bought. They traded for Rich Hill. So let's start with the Yankees after a really, really – you just think – we just said it before. We could make a list on which loss is worse. Mm Mm-hmm. And they have another one on... In the span of a month. In a span, It's been a month, right? Yeah, just about. 
in a span of a month, three losses that are just absolutely killer. They lose five to four, four. to the Boston Red Sox. Four, two of the series. I mean that that one would when Chad Green blew the yeah. save on Friday night was pretty bad. Or Thursday night, whatever. Yeah, that was. but like when we when you talk about like meltdowns, like yeah, like yeah. legit meltdowns. And you know what? Let's get to this because. They played the Phillies for two games during earlier last week, mm-hmm. and they could have easily lost those two games. Right. And then they play well in a game against Boston, and that they lose. And then Friday night, they don't play well. They got their worst pitching performance of the weekend, which for some reason was by Garrett Cole. Yeah. And then Saturday, they should have lost. They should have lost that game yeah, Saturday. Oh, you're right. And I they know. find a way to win. Yeah, they it's unbelievable. Yeah. Um, you're right. They found a way to win. Then, yes, uh, you know, Sunday, you got Domingo Herman pitching the game of his life. Uh, he's th- pitching a no hitter through seven, and then Alex Verdugo hits one off the off the uh, the wall in right field, and all of a sudden the floodgates open. They can't record, and they didn't get a single out until the Red Sox took the lead that inning. They were up by four runs. They gave up five runs unanswered, no outs, nothing, just like it was batting practice. So you're right, meltdowns. This the Astros game a couple of weeks ago, right before the All Star break. And then the infamous Aroldis Chapman uh, Grand Slam uh, to Jared Walsh against the, the Angels. That and feels that like a year ago. Rain delay game, yeah. So, not good. Uh, Aaron Boone, I, I really would be shocked if this guy made it to next season at this point. I really would. I mean, you look at yesterday alone. The whole thing with leaving Herman in with the no-hitter, of course you do that. Herman looks fantastic. His pitch count was low. I, I, I respected him. I really did. I respected him for taking Herman out as soon as he gave up the hit. Are you because, serious? Yes, I did. Because, Why? Because Herman is a guy who came out of the bullpen three times in a row and then just started for the first time last week and only pitched four innings. He hasn't pitched in two years. You know, this season he's still working himself up. So I respected the fact that he put him out there and then was like, all right, he gave up the hit. That's it. I'm not going to take my chance with this guy. I respect that. The part that I don't understand is Jonathan Loisaga, who's been your probably your most reliable reliever yeah. the whole season. He pitches like crap, right? Um, and part that's of that not probably on Boone. that's not on Boone. Part of that probably has to do with the fact that he was on the COVID list. Blah, blah, blah. The point I'm getting to here is why would you bring in Zach Britton? In a situation where runners aren't scoring position, the pressure's on the defense, when Zach Britton is a pitch-to-contact ground ball pitcher. And the infield's not in. And the infield's not in. That part just makes absolutely no sense. And a guy, Zach Britton, who's struggled a lot with control. He hasn't been healthy all year. He's been on and off the IL. He's still trying to work himself back. Struggled with control, and he's a pitch-to-contact pitcher. And you put him in, in a high-level situation with runners on uh, in scoring position. I disagree with you with um, Herman. I would have left Herman in. I mean, even if, okay, you bring up the point that he hasn't really been stretched out in a while. Okay. Give him at least one more batter. He's been cruising. Pitching the game of his life, he was cruising. He gives up the double to Verdugo. I would have gave him one more batter before I went to Loisica. And again, like we said, Loisica pitching like crap is not on Boone. He went to one of his best guys, a guy that he's trusted all season. And you probably like that move. Yeah. But, yeah, I understand the Britain thing. I understand bringing him in. But Britain, I mean, you can't put that on Britain. 
He got the two outs. No, I can't put it on Britain, two but week, I just don't a week fly the ball and a, manager. Yeah, yeah, no, in a, in a weak ground ball. I, yeah. The infield's got to be in there. Right. On that on that one out with with the ground ball. Yeah. It was just a poorly managed game. I don't I'm really starting to think Cashman's gone. Really? Yeah, I I think especially if they get swept, let's just say they get swept this week by Tampa Bay right. starting Tuesday. I I don't know. It it's just they're 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 fifty one and forty seven. They're three and a half games out of a wild card, and yet they feel so yeah. far off. Listen, this team, this is not an underachieving team. This is who they are. I mean, all the numbers match up. They're they're you know they're all the statistics. Their run differential. It's not like they have a great run differential, and their record doesn't show it. This is who they are. They are a slightly above average team. You're a wild. You're a contending for a wild card team. You're not the big bad New York Yankees that you have in the past couple of years, where you're going to win 100 games and you're expected to be in, in the the DS, the CS, and pro- probably the World Series. This is not; they're not that team anymore. Um, it's extremely flawed, as we've discussed countless times. It's way too right-handed heavy. Um, it's not athletic. It's not defensively sound. It's not base running. They're not fundamentally sound. Their base running's terrible. They're just not a fundamentally sound and properly built team. Um, way too many similar hitters and everything, you know, big sluggers, right-handed hitters in a division where you have a lot of power, right-handed pitching. Um, it's it's just not a properly built team. And like I said, this this is who they are. They're a mediocre team at best. Um, and things need to change. I mean, you need to, even if they want to say they should buy, right? You don't buy for this year only. You're buying for next. You season. go, yeah. Go get Joey Gallo. He's got another year on his contract, something like that. No rentals. They're talking about the Yankees made offers for Trevor Story. Not what good. the hell is that going to do? What we'll, is that going to do? We'll get to that in a little bit. That is, that is not a good move. They they should not. I, I agree. They should not trade for a rental. If you're looking to, to add, add for next season, and, and teams do that. That's not crazy. Add for next season. Do not add. Right. You know, just to try and win and salvage this season yeah. because you're, the amount of moves that you would have to make to try and, and, and get to that point to, to be a contender how can Brian Cashman go to Hal Steinbrenner and say yeah we want to go over the luxury tax we want to do this we want to do that this is a contending team for a World Series he can't no. there's no way in hell you're he can right go they have him. no financial flexibility right now either so uh, how much can you buy you're kind of stuck right now. Like, what are you going to do? And you're not selling anything. What's there to sell? You're not selling not anything. Not much. So, yeah, the Yankees someone's are... really going to take Stanton? No, of course not. I, I mean, they're just in the weirdest situation possible. A really they're tough like, situation. They're like back to a corner right now. Yeah. And I don't know how they're going to wiggle themselves out. They're going to have to... I mean, the, I'm sure that they're going to change the rule with the luxury tax and the yeah. new CBA. yeah. And I'm sure they'll even go over whatever they they have to do to improve the team in the off season. But right now, you're in the middle of the season. You're stuck. Right. There's nothing. The only the only way this story move makes sense to me is if Brian Cashman's got the plan where he's gonna trade for Trevor Story, make him fall in love with New York, sign him in the off season. Like he wants him to be their shortstop, whatever. Um, and Just throw the money at him yeah, in the offseason. Obviously, his price is a little down because of the year he's having, but. That would only make sense to me if they have plans to move Glaber or somebody. Because unless you want to make LeMayhew the full-time first baseman and then move Voight. But somebody's got to move. Yeah. You can't just DH Voight. You know, yeah. you got somebody at DH. And another, I mean, 
he does add a little bit of a difference, you know, dynamic. He's he's a, an athletic player. Stories, good defensive shortstop. He's can steal bases. He's you know he'll steal you 20, 30 bags a year. Um, another right-handed bat though. Another right-handed bat, but I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing as long as you get some left-handed bats in other positions. You're not going to find a right-handed bat at short, uh, left-handed bat at shortstop anyway. It's very rare. Corey Seager, Brandon Crawford. There's a handful of guys that will do that, but DD, but. It's not that common, obviously, for shortstops. No, I mean you gotta. They they have to balance the lineup at at some point. I think the Yankees. I think when you look at what Cashman's done, and listen, he built really good teams. He tra- he made trades and guys panned out very well. But you look at twenty. Let's even just go back to twenty eighteen. They weren't good enough. Twenty nineteen, they didn't have the pitching. 2020, they weren't, just weren't good enough. Mm-hmm. Why? Well, it wasn't the pitching; it was the offense that year. Right. This year, they're not a good team. And 2020, actually, they no, really weren't a good team. 2020, in 2020, 2020, it really the offense was actually pretty good in 2020. It was more of the the pitching. The no, bullpen, I'm saying in the postseason, the bullpen too. I was um, saying postseason wise, they yeah, were pitching in the postseason. They just didn't play well. They weren't a good team. Yeah, they they weren't. weren't a good team in 2020. And you brought it up, and I agree with you now. That was a, a sign of things to come. Mm-hmm. They're playing the same way. They almost have like an identical record with right. like four games over five hundred. Yeah, four games over five hundred right now. Yep. So very similar seasons, and I just think Cashman. He's been here for a while. I think Hal makes change. I think Hal blows the whole thing up. Not roster wise, just right. you know people Management. running the team. Yeah. yeah. They right got up. too caught up in the analytics, and like I said, yeah, they got us. They can they can't operate like the the Oakland Athletics or the Cleveland Indians or the Tampa Bay Rays. You're not a small market team that's trying to squeeze everything out of your budget and and all that. You know, you um, like I said, analytics is a tool, not a bible. Stop with the analytics and oh, we do this well and that well and blah blah blah. How about the things you don't do well? Now they're trying to steal bases all of a sudden. The Yankees, Labor Torres has four stolen bases in the past ten games or something like that. Um, they had oh, what the hell was the stat? It was literally like this. They had I want to say ten stolen bases in like eighty games, and then they have ten in their last twenty or something. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. They also have the second lowest home runs from left-handed batters in the. I saw. Yeah, I saw that. And, and their OPS is like. Second yeah. horse or something and like that. They play at the most favored ballpark for left hand hitters in the MLB. Oh, so no good. That makes sense. Good. Um the Yankees also, I mean, a strength that we thought we kind of brought it up before. The biggest strength I think we thought of this team was gonna be their bullpen. Yeah. It has been good. Nope. It just has not been good. So the Yankees, listen, they're gonna have a very interesting week. Uh we'll see what they do. I think they're gonna make a couple of moves. I don't think they're gonna be too big. I think they might buy and sell. I think they're going to buy, we'll get to it, our list, kind of our list, our segment this week is we took 10 guys, 10 big names on the free agent uh, trade deadline market, excuse me, and we're predicting five each where we think they're going to go, or if they get traded. Right. So that that's coming up, but I, I have Gallo um, going somewhere, and uh, I think you'll like it. <laughs> but uh, let's get to the Mets here. The Mets had a double header today. They played the Braves. They lost 2-0 in the first game and 1-0 in the second game. Some positives. Uh, Edwin Diaz in the last two games looks unfreaking believable. He's faced seven guys and struck out six of them. 
and he had a save Friday night. He, uh, he had a strikeout in that one against the Blue Jays as well. Looks like he's back. Hopefully he is. He pitches better at home than he does on the road, and he's been home, so he's got to figure that part mm-hmm. out. But if the Mets got their closer, if that's good, they don't have to be calling uh, the Cubs and paying a King's ransom for Craig Kimbrough because right. that's what they're going to get for him. But the Mets have a lot of moves to make. We have a voicemail in a second. But You want to do the voicemail now? Yeah, sure. Our friend Kenny sends us a voicemail about what he thinks the Mets should do in the trade deadline. Hey, John. Hey, Mike. It's uh, Kenny here uh, for over in Massapequa. I uh, just wanted to talk about the Mets a little bit. Um, the two trades that just went down. Uh, I was just going to start off with a little confusion on why we got rid of Billy McKinney just for another outfielder. McKinney was 26. Pretty good. He's already starting over on the Dodgers. Don't know why we got rid of him for a minor leaguer, but um, going over to the Rich Hill trade, really excited about that. We needed a left-handed pitcher with some uh, experience, and we got rid of a catcher, not to worry with McCann back there, so I'm excited about that, but really excited for the season. Uh, guys doing great. Thank you, Ken, for the question. Um, pretty simple with the Billy McKinney. Billy McKinney was, um, he had a nice start. He was a power hitter, you know, he... Mets pinch hit him a lot. He was nice when everybody went down, but he really started to struggle. Um, they traded him because they had no room on the roster for him, and they, and they didn't need an outfielder. So um, instead of just DFA him, they made a trade with the Dodgers. They got a minor league outfielder, Carlos Rincon, who is um, not terrible. He's another prospect. So listen, just keep adding minor leaguers. It's better than losing him for nothing. And that's really the reason why McKinney's gone. The Rich Hill trade, yeah, I mean, they needed an arm, especially for this week. I mean, they still don't know who's starting Tuesday night, the TBA. Oh, yes. So, and they didn't have a starter for tonight's game either. They had a bullpen game. Yeah. They had seven innings out of their bullpen today. So, the Mets need arms. They're going to make a trade for um, pitchers. That's going to be their main focus this week. I don't know who they're going to get. I would have loved to see them go get Brios. They're probably not going to get him. Max Scherzer's on the market. They might call the Nationals about him. But, yeah, the Mets are going to have to go pitching, 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 and they probably going to grab another outfielder because Michael Conforto still hasn't hit yet. Right. Yeah, The um, just going back to the McKinney thing, like you said, McKinney got a hot start with them, started cooling off. Kind of the way he's, he, he's been, you know, a journeyman his whole MLB career. He bounced around clubs. He, he's nothing but a bench player at best. Um and, yeah, you're right. Uh, you would rather trade him just for a minor leaguer than DFA him and let him clear waivers and blah, 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 and, and get nothing for him. Uh, the Mets already, we know how many outfielders they have. You have, you know, Pilar and uh, Almora and other guys. that you DFA'd know, Almora. Yeah. They DFA'd Almora? Yeah, he was terrible. I, I mean, he, I don't know if he's a triple-A. Oh, good. He might be a triple-A. It was terrible. Nice. Uh, it just shows how riveting that news was. That I didn't even know about that. Yeah. Um, but the Rich Hill trade, yeah, the Rich Hill trade makes a lot of sense for them. I like that move. Um, they kind of got him for cheap. Tommy Hunter, former Yankee Tommy Hunter. Um, Tommy Hunter's hot. <laughs> yeah, he's nothing special. He's for next year. So um, I think that was more of a salary dump for the Rays because they just traded for Cruz, and that's oh, how yeah. cheap they are. It saved, it saved them like $800,000. But from the Mets side, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Um, you can't rely on guys to come off the IL and just hope they come back. I like how they're they're being aggressive and being on top of things and getting Rich Hill and adding pitching depth. Uh, Syndergaard, who knows what the hell's going to happen with him. He's had setbacks. Same thing with Carrasco. Who knows what's going to happen with him. 
So I like the move, getting some pitching depth, getting a veteran guy who's had success and knows how to pitch in this league. So yeah, I don't um, I don't hate those moves for the Mets, but forecasting into the trade deadline with the Mets, we know that this is their division to lose at this point. I mean, I'm I'm looking at the standings today, and I'm obviously I know who's in their division, but like I'm really just looking at it, and I'm like, who's gonna win this division? That isn't the Mets. The, to me, the Braves are the biggest threat just because they've done it before. I, but they're really like the, they don't have Acuna. They're they're a flawed team. They they don't you know they don't have uh, a great bullpen. The pitching staff suspect. The lineup is not does not have great depth. Um, they're really just not a great team on paper. The Nationals, same thing. They're they're banged up. The Nationals they're, are terrible. Patrick Corbin's terrible. The rotation is extremely top heavy with Scherzer. He might be gone. So. The Marlins are basically a non-factor. The Phillies are the only team that I would say is like knocking on the door, but they're nothing to be scared of, the Phillies. This is the Mets' division to lose. The Mets have the best roster on paper. They have the best record in the in the, the, the division right now. They have guys coming off the IL. Um, they have guys underperforming in, on the offense in terms of Francisco Lindor and Michael Conforto, guys that should be playing like the back of their baseball card, and they're not. Well, not Lindor. So... Lindor's been hurt for a month. He's been hurt. And he was, for the last two yeah, he months, was he, he was playing well. He was playing, he was playing for the back of his baseball yeah. card. Okay. Um, but like I said, you have guys coming off the IL. They have the talent, the Mets. It's their division to lose, but they need to be aggressive at the deadline now, I think. They go get some guys. I think they should be done on the starting pitching market, in my opinion. I, I, th- I think you're they're set right now. I don't know if they are. Um, that's the one thing they're going to add. Unless they really don't have any faith in Syndergaard coming back. Like I said, they you, sh- don't. You, shouldn't, they shouldn't. you shouldn't rely on him, but that's why the Rich Hill move makes sense because they're not relying on him now. They got Rich Hill. They're going to add a starter. They're going to add a, another piece in the bullpen. Seth Lugo has not been Seth Lugo. Mm-hmm. Um, not like killing them, but he gets into trouble. Like today he got into trouble and has to get out of it. Right. He hasn't been himself. Chad Green, kind of. Yeah. That's Chad Green, basically. They're going to they're gonna get another high leverage guy, and they're going to get another bat. If Bryant is cheap, which honestly I think he might be, right. they'll look into it. They were, they've were they been talking to the Cubs for so long. I think, I think Bryant's a possibility. I don't know how much I love it and how much I want them to do it, but it's a possibility. I don't know what I was going to say. What what were you saying about the Mets? Conforto's been that bad where they might have to replace him. Yeah. Like, he's killing this mm-hmm. lineup. When he's on, he connects the bottom half to the top half of the lineup, and it's great. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe they get creative and they sh- ship him away for a, a different piece. But I don't know, it's hard to trade a rental when you're the when you're the team that's competing, right. so you're gonna trade him to another competing team. It, that that's where it gets complicated. I think you just have to hold on to him and hope he his struggles end. I, I don't know if they can do that. I don't know if they can afford that. Can they afford doing that? Not really. They they, they should they just can, go replace right. him. In the in if they're tr- running for a wild card spot right now, no. But I think in the situation that they're in, the weak division, and it, they're in first, sitting in first place right now, maybe you can. Carlos Carrasco had a really nice start Sunday in AAA. He's back this week. I don't know how long he's going to be able to go for. They're going to start stretching him out now in the major leagues because right. they need live arms. He should be back by the weekend. Rich Hill is going to start the black jersey game. That's Very on. nice. Dick Mountain, mm-hmm. black jersey game Friday night. 
Uh, and DeGrom next week, I think. Two weeks. It's getting it's it's it's, it's not even getting concerning. No, anymore. it's concerning. It's concerning. It's, it's concerning. concerning. He says he every injury except for this one, the forearm. Every other injury, he did swinging. Really? Yeah, he he heard it. You still want? You still want? You're still against Universal DH? You should have seen that. I was at the Mets game yesterday, Sunday afternoon. You should have seen the at bat Rich Hill had. Oh my God, he goes down three so one. The it was guys on base. He ended up striking out on three two. Do you know how I mean, often pitchers get hurt batting? Masahiro Tanaka did it when he was uh, played the Mets. Well, he he sprained both his hamstrings running the bases. Okay, good, good. Well, that's the no, it's gonna happen. I'm forward at this point. I don't care. The DH will be here, but um, yeah, I'm worried about Degrom for sure. He's only pitched 90 innings so far this season. Uh, we had uh, we had a uh, our friend ask us, do we think he's the Cy Young anymore? I don't think so. I mean, I don't know if he's got the innings. I mean, honestly, if he, I would probably give it to Woodruff. Yeah, Woodruff I would give it to Woodruff. Fantastic. And, and he, I listen. I don't want to get too fanboy here, but the, something about the Milwaukee Brewers just—it gets me, gets me going a little bit. Did I not I say two weeks ago that they were my World Series they, pick? Did I not oh, you did. say you they're did. my World you Series did. I'll pick? give you props on that. I like that. That rotation and that pitching staff and the bullpen is dangerous. The bullpen's good yeah. too. Yep, that's what I meant by pitching staff. But yeah, dangerous. So. And if they add another bat, there we go. Watch out. Yeah. Even with Christian Yelich not playing anywhere they near Christian Yelich. They gotta get him going. They but have to get you him. have Omar Narva. They just have crazy depth and they're very... They are what the Yankees should try to be like. They are a very fundamentally sound team. Great defensively up the middle. You have Colton Wong and Willie Adamas. Colton Wong's having a very good offensive Colton season. Colton Wong is... Yeah. He, he, he's only played like 60 games, but he's been good. Mm-hmm. And Willie Adamas, since, like, like you just said, since he got there has been... He has a 900 OPS yep. since he's gotten there. He's a mm-hmm. different player. Yeah, Jace Peterson's playing well. They have Luis Urias. Mm-hmm. He's playing well. Jackie Bradley Jr. sucks, but they're just using him out there for right. defense. They have a lot of guys that can do different things and contribute, and it's working. Omar Narvaez is having a career season. He's been one of the best catchers in the MLB. Yeah. And that one, two, three punch in the rotation it's is better lights than anybody out. else. I mean, it's... It's one of the best in baseball that I can remember in recent years. Like, it is that good. You have the probably the NL Cy Young right now in Brandon Woodruff. And then you have maybe guys who are top top five also yeah. in Burns and Freddie Peralta. Yeah, 100%. We, the, thought, we thought Corbin Burns was going to be the ace of the staff the rest of the year for, for the start that he got, where him and Jacob deGrom and Garrett Cole were all breaking each other's records, basically, for no walks, no walks and strikeouts and whatever. And then... Freddie Peralta might be better than him right now. Yeah, it's it's really insane. The, if the Mets can add a top flight starter like that, they can compete with them starting wise. Mm-hmm. You know what's crazy, and, and this is why the Mets have to go all in. Think about this. Think about the winner. It's the winner of the NL West is going to have the best record, right? We think in the NL. Yeah. So they're going to have to play the wild card team, which is going to be. The matchup between the second and third. So let's say it's the Giants that win the NL West. Right. They're going to have to play the winner of the John, uh, the Dodgers and Padres. The Mets and the Brewers, yeah. you set that up for a phenomenal series. Mm-hmm. A phenomenal series against those right. two teams. That would be a really good series. That's why these two teams have to go all in. Because 
though for both teams, it would be a great series. They're both winnable matchups for yeah. both of them. And then you you get to the NCS and you see what happens. But right. when you can pitch like that, listen. That's a lot of low-scoring games. When you can pitch like the Brewers can, and when you can pitch, if, if uh, as long as DeGrom's healthy and you add what you have to add and Carrasco comes back, when you can pitch like the Mets can, those two teams right there can take down whatever team in the NL, mm-hmm. in the NL West. Because over the course of a season, you know, your guy only pitches every five games. Yeah. But in a, a series like that where in a seven-game series, your ace might pitch three times in seven games and then you have those two and three starters, you, you could be, you know, you're set for the whole series for, let's say, you know, you'll get six or seven innings out of the guys and you'll get three runs tops. Like, you know, you're, you're, you have a huge advantage. I love great pitching more than I like offense. So, like, from a sanity standpoint, I guess I would rather the Mets play the Brewers, but at the same time, I, I don't know. Right. I, I want, I'm want i rooting for that series just because right. it would be great. I think the Mets have a shot. They beat the Brewers two out of three already. So, I, I would take that. I would like that series. Right. You want to get to our trade deadline? Well, I really then? want to yeah. because this is very interesting. So, All we right. have a list of 10 players or, six, or 12 players. 12 players. 12 we players. We chose six each out of the list of 12, and we're going to predict where they are going to go. Mm-hmm. You want to start? Yeah, you're going to start. Yeah, okay. All right, so right off the bat, I got probably the top guy on the market potentially. Yes. In Max Scherzer. Uh, we know how crazy the trade market gets, especially when for frontline starters, and this guy's more than that. Cy Young, uh, Hall of Famer, first ballot. You know, they were talking about this on the radio. They were like, is Max Scherzer going to go into the Hall of Fame as a Tiger or a National? I don't think it's even close. I think he's a National all day. He won the World Series with the Nationals. The Nationals. He had a 20-strikeout game with the Nationals. He won he two Cy Youngs high, with the Nationals. Okay. Like, easily, yeah. he'll be a National. Um, probably the best contract in the 21st century. Yeah, really. I have Max Scherzer, as much as I hate to say it, but I think they're idiots if they don't do this. I have him going to the Red Sox. Wow. I think this is a, like, so such an obvious move for the Red Sox. There's no such thing as having too much pitching. Um, they have a solid rotation, the Red Sox. You know, Nate Uvalde and Eduardo Rodriguez starting to come around, and they have guys like Nick Pavetta's pitched well for them. But I think you need that ace alpha dog guy, and I think Max Scherzer is obviously the guy. He would fit in perfectly. Obviously, you have to give up somewhat of a haul, maybe Jeter Downs, maybe that uh, that Tristan something, that first base prospect that yeah. they have. Um, but I think this is, like I said, a super obvious move for them to make, and it would it might make them the favorite in the AL if they make this move. Well, that's why it makes sense. I don't think they're going to make the move, but they should, and they should go all in on this season because the AL is so wide open. Yeah, They make a couple of moves here, they can slot themselves, you like know, you just said, as right. the favorite. As much as it pains me for the Yankees not being in the, in the playoffs right now, these MLB playoffs are, like, extremely interesting. I mean, it is wide open. The Dodgers are a wild-card team right now. The San Francisco Giants are leading. We just talked about the Brewers. The Padres are a team that's very exciting. Uh, the Mets, obviously, are in it. Then you go over to the AL. You have the Astros that are, you know, everybody hates them and whatever. And then the White Sox are an up-and-coming team and they're the getting past healthier. couple of years. The Red Sox are a surprising team. The Rays are, and the A's are both teams that are, you know, small market 
fundamental teams. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting. There's a lot going on. And um, and this trade deadline is going to be the I, – I, really, I really think this trade deadline is going to be, like, the craziest one we've seen in, like, pro, in the years. decade. Like, wow. Like, one of them. Like, probably the big craziest one since, like, the David Price uh, deadline. Because there's so many teams that think that if they make this one big move yeah. – because it's so close, they put them right over the edge. Mm-hmm. You're 100 right about that. All right, and the, new, and the new CBA is coming, so teams might be a little more uh, willing to go over the luxury tax. Yes, because you might not get penalized financially for it. All right, next up we have Trevor Story. Listen, I got him going to the Brew Crew. Nice. Uh, I don't know what you Where, do. You, you move. You can move Adamus over to third. Move Peterson over. He could be a backup, or you could play him at play Adamus at second. Whatever you got to do. Okay. Story is a better defender, right, than both of those guys. Then I mean, then Adamus. Mm-hmm. So you throw Story at short. He's a rental. I don't think you're going to give up as much as you think, and maybe he breaks out for them. But that's the big bat they get. I would love to see them go get Joey Gallo. I would love to see them go get Joey Gallo. I just don't think they're going to be willing to go that high and um, give up that much that many prospects right. that high of a prospect so that's what I would like to see them do I'm just not predicting it okay but Trevor that's Story kind of like me with the the Red Sox yeah I, don't know Tre- I think Trevor Story is realistic I don't think it'll be too high of a prospect cost and makes sense okay my second player is Chris Bryant I got Chris Bryant going over to the West Coast with the Gigantes I got Chris Bryant to the Giants. Okay. Um, you can play him at third. You got Longoria there, though, who's having a career year. Well, resurgence. not a career year. A career resurgence here. Exactly. Um, you can put him in the outfield. You can even put him at yeah. first base. He can move around. Um, rental. Don't have to, a lot of financial obligation with getting this guy, but I think Chris Bryant fits with the Giants. The Giants are um, a very surprising team, obviously. Basically, the... NL version of the Red Sox, but even more. I don't think people saw this coming out of the Giants more than the Red Sox. Um, but I think this this trade makes them even bigger of a, a threat to win the World Series and probably the favorite in the NL. Yeah. So I like I like Chris Bryant to the Giants. I think they get a little a uh, little crazy here. Makes sense because he's so versatile. You just mm-hmm. you could really just play him everywhere. Uh, I have Scherzer going to the Giants. That's what I have. Okay. So I think that's the big move the Giants right. make. But we'll see. I don't know where Bryant's going to go. All right, next up, I got Craig Kimbrell. I think this is going to be the guy that they get the most for. Like, Brian, oh, Baez, Rizzo. Oh, the Oh, I agree, yeah. They're going to get the most for this guy. Yeah. And the Phillies are going to overpay for him. The Phillies are going to big-time overpay for Craig Kimbrell just to finish in second place. They need it. They're going to feel the pressure. But, uh, yeah, they haven't had a closer. They haven't had a good bullpen in three years. Right. And Kimbrell's having a career year. It's crazy to say he's having a career year, but he has a .53 yeah. ERA. Mm-hmm. He's just been unbelievable. And uh, I think the Phillies overpay and go get him. They don't, they don't have many prospects, the Phillies. Their farm system is very thin. But I think the Phillies will do what they can. Speaking of the Phillies, um, my next guy was Starling Marte, and I have him going to the Phillies, and I kind of had the same mentality as you did, because I really, this prediction for me really is like Philly slash Astros, because I think the Astros are going to make a good push for him, too. They could use a center fielder. We know they lost George Springer in the offseason. Yep. But 
I kind of had the same idea as you. Like, the Phillies, I feel like the Phillies are just going to go, like, nuts. And Dave Dombrowski, they said he can go over the luxury tax and stuff like that. So, I think it's within the division, which is rare. But I think they're going to give them a really strong offer and probably an overpay. And the Marlins are going to pull the trigger and, and head uh, Stalin Marte over over to Philly. I, I think it makes sense. I mean, they could use an upgrade in center field. They're... I don't think they're going anywhere this year anyways, but if they want to have some fun and to try and make the playoffs and go on a, a miracle run, by all means, go ahead. They've made a trade before. They traded for JT Real Muto. I think the Marlins are going to make out pretty well in that deal. They gave up Sixto Sanchez, who had looked yeah. to be like he's going to be a stud pitcher for the Marlins, but he hasn't pitched this season and he won't. But, yeah, they've made a trade before, so maybe the uh, Marlins can fleece them again. Next player up, Joey Gallo. I think he goes to the Yankees. I think that's the move Cashman makes. Right. And again, like we said, not for this season. I mean, for this season, but the move is to have him playing in center field or left field, wherever they have him, next next season, 2022. And he makes too much sense. He's a power hitter, left-handed power hitter. He gets on base. He's a very good player. He's an underrated defender. You always talk about that. You really like Joey Gallo. I think this makes sense. I think Gallo is a Yankee. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't hate that move, obviously. I would love for them to make that. Um, my next guy is Byron Buxton. Now, I think Buxton could be on the, you know, getting some phone calls and stuff like that, obviously. But I have him staying put in Minnesota. Yeah. Um, I think the Twins are not going to be on the same page with other teams because he's a guy who hasn't been on the field his whole career. Uh, but when he has played, he's been very good, especially this year and uh, last year. He's been an MVP type so, player. This yeah, year he's, he's been fantastic. But I think, like I said, the twin, the Twins, their value for him is going to be way too high for what other teams have him evaluated at. So I think that difference is just isn't going to be able to get it done. And I think Byron Buxton stays in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't think he's. I agree with you. I don't think he's going to trade either. He's up for arbitration four. For 2022, so he's a free agent in 2023. So if they want, they'll move him in the offseason, maybe get more of a realistic package for him back. All right, what do we what do we got next? Taylor Rogers? Yeah. Taylor Rogers came out of the game tonight. He got hurt. I know I had that lined up too. That's not a big deal though. Middle finger sprain. Oh, that that's what it is? Yeah. Okay, so that's good for them because they're gonna get a haul for him. He's been really good so far. He he's been closing games, setting them setting them up. Mm-hmm. He's a left-handed pitcher, correct? Yes. Uh, so the uh, the Twins are gonna get a lot for Taylor Rogers. I think the Mets go and get him. I thought the Mets were gonna be all over Andrew Chafin, another left-handed uh, guy in the pen. Right. The Mets only have one right now, with Aaron Loop, who's been phenomenal, better than anybody I just mentioned, but. I think Taylor Rodgers is going to be a Met. I think the Mets are going to be aggressive. They've spoke to the Twins before. They've probably laid the groundwork, and the Mets are going to be aggressive to get guys in the bullpen, guys that can pitch. That's what they're going to do. Right. Um, we know how interested the Mets were in Brad Hand in the offseason, yeah. so maybe this is their their Brad Hand now. You know, go go and get that lefty. Really and that up. actually worked out because Hand has not been that good. Right. And they got ten and a half million dollars. It's that but national effect. It's that national effect. Um, my fifth guy, I got Kyle Gibson, guy who could be on the move. I think the Giants are a player for him. Okay. Uh, a couple other teams. I actually think the Padres are a player for him. Yeah, of course. But surprisingly, I got him staying put. I got him staying in Texas. Really? Yeah, I got him staying in Texas. Um, I think that they move Gallo. They have him under control. Very cheap. 
frontline starter for them. I think they decide, okay, we got Gallo. We like what we have right now. We got some prospects, whatever they get back for Gallo. Uh, and they stay put with Gibson. They don't go complete fire sale. Yeah, he's um, under control, $7 million for 2022, and then he's a free agent in 2023. Yeah. Also, Red Sox, I yeah. think, could be in potential. But. He's 33. I think he'll get moved. I don't know where, but I think he'll get moved. I think it depends on what happens with Scherzer. I think if Scherzer, if they stop taking phone calls on Scherzer or whatever, then his market heats up. I think yeah. he moves. But You think they have to get know. blown away? Mm-hmm. Okay. Makes sense. Makes sense. Who do I got up next? Barrios. Jose Barrios, actually, is how you pronounce okay. it. I'm obsessed with this guy. <laughs> and you know what? Honestly, like when I look at the numbers, it's like, why am I obsessed no, with him? I don't, I don't get it. I he's mean, a he's good pitcher. Good, he's got good stuff, but he's, it's nothing. I don't know why I'm obsessed with him, but I am. I I have two predictions here. I think he's realistically, I think he's going to stay put. Okay. But I think the Dodgers are going to be all over mm. him. The, Trevor Bauer isn't coming back. No, I think that's fair to say. He's dealing with a lot of issues right now, and his teammates don't even want him back. Right. So I think the Dodgers will get a guy they can control for next season as well. They have the prospects. We know that. And uh, I think the Dodgers can be in play. Ultimately, I think they're he's going to stay put though, and they'll trade him next season. Okay. Yeah, I don't get. I never got the whole Jose Barrios <laughs> thing with you. All right, my last guy, Anthony Rizzo of yeah. the Chicago Cubs, guy whose contract's up at the end of the year, like a bunch of dudes on the Cubs. This is like my crazy one. Okay. Oh God. I got Rizzo going to the Padres. Oh okay. Oh God. Uh, I don't know what the hell they'll do with Eric Hosmer. I don't know if he's in the deal. They're trying to trade I, him. I don't know. I don't know why the Cubs would take that money, but this is all hypothetical. So why not get crazy? Rizzo originally was a Padre. He was sent over. Um, oh, who the hell was he traded for? Not Adrian Gonzalez. Oh, I don't know. I should know this. Oh, was it Andrew Kashner? Andrew Kashner. Sent from the Cubs to the Padres. He was part of that deal years ago, probably eight, nine years ago, whatever the hell that was. I think he goes back to where he came from, San Diego. I think they get a little crazy here, the the Padres, and really go all out like they haven't already. I got Rizzo to the Pods. That's weird, but uh, okay. I think he's going to be a Red Sox. Okay. Easy. Easy money, I think he's a Red Sox. I think... The Red Sox go more for Jonathan Scope or Jesus Aguilar. I think. All right. A little cheaper? Yeah, a little bit. All right. I can see that. Can Scope play first? Yes. Okay. I can see that for sure. All right. Last guy, Javi Baez. Again, almost like the same situation. And now that the A's had just traded for Andrew Chafin, I don't think they're going to make another deal. Yeah. But Javi Baez would have made a lot of sense for the Oakland Athletics. But I'm going to say he stays put. I don't think they're going to get nearly as what they would hope to get for him right. in the trade. I don't think teams are going to be you know knocking on their door for him. Mm-hmm. He hasn't been phenomenal. And we, uh, We've seen the athletics, as much as we say they, they're a small market team, whatever, we've seen they could be active at the trade deadline. I mean, you think back to that 2014 season where they were John trading. Lester. Yeah, John Lester and um, – did they trade for Brandon Moss or, or somebody or Johnny Gomes or yeah they they made a couple moves that that year. They need they need to make moves. I mean it would make sense to go get them. 
Right. Again, I don't know if they're going to, but yeah, they should be aggressive. They should go get him. I mean, you're going to lose Matt Olson most likely in the offseason. You're going to lose a few guys, so be aggressive. One last dance. Yeah. So we're going to get to a last dance in a little bit, though. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, I, I say he stays put, though. Again. You see Buster Only? Not one. He was like, the Mets are going to end up with Chris Bryant, Trevor Story, or Javi Baez. That's a bit vague. I hate Buster Only. It's only. only. Whatever. L before the N. Only. 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 I hate him. Yeah. I hate First of all, he's got a dog's name. And second of all, he, he, he for some reason, he just hates the Mets. Okay. I just hates the Mets. Yeah, I don't know. I've never seen him. I don't yeah. know. I never, you don't know. I never noticed it. You don't know. Yeah, I never noticed no, it. No, it's on Twitter sometimes, too. Okay. You know what? He can go bet the farm. Bet, bet the farmhouse yeah. that they're going to no, get No, you should out. hate Bob Nightingale is who you should hate. Mr. Bob, Trevor Bauer. He's just an idiot. He's he just an idiot. Yeah. John Heyman's an idiot, Bob Nightingale. I love John Heyman. No, you're an idiot. John no. Heyman's hot. John, no. I, I literally muted his tweets like two years ago. You No, you don't. You get his Twitter updates. I don't think I do. Yeah, you do. Oh, I do. Yeah, Damn. you idiot. I don't even know why. He's a I beast. That's why. He's a beast. All right. Anyway, so you want to run through it quickly? Yeah, might as well. I mean, we'll do that. Yeah, sure. All right. I had Story to the Brewers, Kimbrell to the Phillies, Gallo to the Yankees, Taylor Rogers to the Mets, Breo staying put, and Bias staying put. I got Scherzer to the Red Sox, Bryant to the F- Giants, Marte, Starling Marte to the Phillies, Byron Buxton staying with the Twins, Kyle Gibson staying with the Rangers, and Anthony Rizzo going to the Padres. Very nice. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. The S&D Podcast Channel, the perfect channel for any style of podcast. We have all different pop culture style podcasts for all of your listening needs. If you would like to start a podcast, you can reach us at sndpodcast at gmail.com. We are always looking for new podcasts to add to our channel, and the topic could be anything you want. So contact us now. Here we go. We are back. Michael Merlo, John Michael Masiri here with you. The Hardline Sports Song, episode 25. Let's talk some hard... Well, I almost said hardball. Let's talk pigskin. Yeah. Football. About time. Oh, yeah. It's football season. July 27th here. We are ready to go. So, let's start with Aaron Rodgers because it's just been like a... Just, I'm so tired I'm of the story. So like I'm so sick of it. It's done with. This is exactly what I thought was going to happen. I said it in freaking April or whenever we were talking about this. I said... This is all just Rodgers just wants to stick it to the Packers because they drafted Jordan Love and blah, 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 and he's just going to make their lives miserable, and he's just he's going to come back, and he's going to play quarterback for them in 2021. There was a point, like, I don't know. I don't even know when it was. Like a week or two, I thought he's he might be done. He might get traded. I No, I didn't think – I never thought he was going to get traded. I just thought maybe, yeah, like they cut him or he retires or something. I never. also thought retirement was possible for the past two months – I really thought he was either going to retire yeah. or he was just going to come back. Because have fight. you seen him? Like, he looked like he was, you know, he's on vacation. Yeah. He was like, he grew his hair out. He he's looked like a hobo. I was like, he's... He's living he life. Could leave, he could leave. And I'm sure he still might feel that way. He could drop it in a second. I, I've i always felt that way. But I, I ultimately thought that he would come back, and he is. They reworked the contract so that 2023 is voided, and it's easier for him to get out after right. next season. And that's what he'll do. He's going to find a new team after the 2021 season, wherever that is. But he will play this season with the Packers. It also opens up more cap space. And um, 
they're going to be able to re-sign Devontae Adams possibly because they shut down contract extension talks on Friday when they just were not agreeing on numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, you got, you might want to extend Devontae Adams. He's, he's a very important piece to your offense. He might help but that young quarterback. Obviously, you things there's more to think. So he might be asking for an insane amount of money and the Packers can't afford it and they'll have to get rid of guys and whatever. You don't know. Um, in a salary cap sport, it's it's hard to navigate. But like I said, this guy's a key part of their offense. He's the best receiver in the NFL. Um, Rodgers, I think if Rodgers leaves and Devontae leaves, so maybe that's his plan. Maybe his plan is to follow Rodgers wherever he goes. That would be something, huh? Mm-hmm. But um, I don't think the Packers are a Super Bowl team. Okay. I, I mean, the, I think the NFC is wide open. Right. I don't think they're that team. I don't think they did enough. I think they basically, besides for the draft, they're the same team. Right. So, but um, then again, a lot of people are saying that about the Bucks. People are saying, oh, the Bucks didn't really add. They just kept the same team. This team's going to be so good. They the had the Bucks same team as last year. Yeah. But how could you say the Bucks are going to be you know great why? and the Packers are going to This decline. is why. Why? This was a brand new system, a brand new team. You know, you know how difficult it is for a football team to just – Right. Come together like that, never playing together, especially the quarterbacks brand new. Yeah. To then come in and, and light the league on fire—that's almost impossible. And they didn't do that. It took them, you know, ten weeks to get going, right. and then they went on that winning streak. And then you saw what they did in the playoffs. I think you're just going to see more of the same: them clicking and clicking and clicking. Okay. I also think they have a much better roster. I think they especially do have a the defensive roster. side yeah. of the ball. Yeah, I mean they're loaded on the the offensive and defensive front. And Brady and and Tom Brady just I don't know what it is. He just takes a pay cut so they could yeah get more guys. Yeah. Rogers did not do that. It's gotta be he he had to make a deal with the devil or something. I don't know something's oh. up. Brady, you think so? Yeah. What do you mean deal with the devil? I don't know. Like he's just everywhere he goes, they freaking win, and everybody has a career. He's the greatest. Year. Even on the other side of the field, the defense does great, and sis Tom, sis Tom. System, yeah. System. System. Yeah. No, System. I, I understood that. Mm-hmm. See, we'll see. I, I don't think it's like a foregone conclusion that the Bucks are going to be in the Super Bowl. I had thought that for no. a while. I think it's wide open. You know what I got a weird feeling about? San Fran? No. Dallas. Really? Yeah, weird I like, I like feeling. It. I like them too. I usually like hope the Cowboys suck, but I'm kind of rooting for them this year because of Dak. Like, I hope Dak... All the crap he went through with his brother passing away and uh, and breaking his ankle and I, I just want him to like stick it to Skip Bayless basically. Oh yeah, stick bad it. dude. Yeah, Skip Bayless. Bad oh, yeah, he's guy. a bad dude. Yeah, like but, genuinely bad human being. Yeah, I mean can't disagree with you there, yeah. but I mean Dak Prescott is swimming in forty million dollars oh, a yeah. year though, so I mean yeah. you know like yeah, life is pretty good. But um, I yeah I can't say I'm rooting for the Cowboys because I can't stand them, but I'll tell you this: they're no longer my least favorite team. Oh yeah, Phil, it's the Eagles. Eagles yeah. Yeah. It's easily the Eagles, but yeah, I got I got a feeling. I think they're going to win eleven games. They're going to go eleven and six. I think they're going to win the division pretty easily, the NFC East. And um, I don't know. I kind I kind of got that feeling like where they were so good. Remember when they were so good when Dak and Zeke were rookies? The Tony, when Tony was, Romo was yeah. sitting on the bench. Yeah, the offense was so so good. Yeah, but the defense really wasn't all there. Right. I love their defensive coordinator Dan Quinn. I think Parsons will help, especially when you get him, you know, more reps. Right. 
I don't know. I, I think they're going to be really good. Okay. I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl team. No. But the NFC is wide open. Yeah, I think they'll go. I think I'll give them one less than what you said. I think they're about a ten and seventeen okay. this year. I think they'll be really good. Okay. So uh, I, I, yeah, I can't wait. We're gonna do predictions most likely. We're taking another break. We'll do it like we're like a, all for another week here. Well, no solo shows. No. Oh yeah. All for another week here, and then we're gonna. Yeah, I'm guessing in August we'll start predictions yeah. for sure. We'll have a full breakdown of the league and MVPs mm-hmm. and stuff like that, so that'll be fun. But um, let's talk about another quarterback that is just this. This story makes no sense. We kind of got updates with Rodgers, right? Yeah. We kind of knew where he was at, where he was unhappy, he was unhappy, but we kind of ultimately knew what the decision was going to be that he was going to play and he's going to play for the Packers because it was just way too hard to trade him. Yeah. This story is impossible. Deshaun Watson story is impossible to. to breakdown he's got how many 22 sexual assault allegations yep. on him all civil suits not one criminal charge has been pressed on him and he's not being suspended because no. Th- there's no criminal charge we hear absolutely nothing about it which i think he's just paying people under the table getting rid of it i don't know if he's paying no i don't think it's like that i think it's like they don't have any information. It's kind of just out of their hands. He's being investigated and whatnot, and it's all in the hands of the court. Yeah, the but state, you would but... hear things if he was investigated. Like, you would you would hear, like, we're doing this and we're doing that. In Not today's, answers, In today's but day like... and age, something's getting out. Something's leaking. No matter who he's paying off or whatnot, things are leaking out. It's This is, this is weird. So, Deshaun Watson had requested a trade before all these allegations had came out. He was very upset with the Houston Texans, that almost feels like a year ago. You're right. Literally feels like a year ago. That was like before the head coach cycle started. Yes, like so it was, was literally like, like the the week after the season ended. I yeah. want to say if, that feels like so long ago. Craig Carton predicted on uh, the radio that Deshaun Watson would be in Jets Green by, by St. Easter. Patrick's Day. No, St. Easter. Patrick's Day. Oh no! And then he said, and Easter. then he changed it to Easter yeah. because it didn't happen yet. Right. That was funny. So Deshaun Watson, the Texans were just. Not trading him. They didn't want to trade him at all. And now they kind of changed their stance on it. They'll seriously listen to offers. And you see what they want? I think... um, No, did you see what they want? Yeah, I did see what they want. Five first-round picks and a a player or two. I think the Dolphins can get it done. I don't think they give them that much. I don't care how good you are. Nobody's getting that much. No team's going to trade that much for a player. But the Dolphins have the capital to pull it off. The yeah. Eagles do too. The Eagles do too, but not as the, much as the Dolphins. That doesn't make any sense for the Eagles. Why mortgage the future and then you you have a, a beat up roster and you know idiots. Yeah. They, they you know dumpster fire franchises. Right. They they what, make so moves like that. Watson, you could run around and scramble for his life like Carson Wentz did and throw to Greg Ward. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, what was his name last year? What Travis was that guy? Fulgham. Travis Fulgham. No, yep. That'll well, be good. Devonta Smith. But yeah. yeah. JJ Arcega Whiteside. Yeah, and yeah, uh, yeah. Dallas Woo! Goddard. No, Dallas Goddard's good. Dallas Goddard is good. Zach Ertz is still there, too. Anyway. I thought Zach Ertz was gone. No, he I mean he wants out, but they haven't traded him. Oh, good. They can't trade him. Oh, good, though. Yeah. So. Good. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to break down this whole case, literally. Not do it. We're not doing it. Because uh, we don't know anything. And this guy, he's got legal issues going on, and. And it's like beating a dead horse with who he's gonna trade for him. We're already we're super late, and I think the first I the first episode we did, literally hard on sports talk episode one, we were talking about this, and we said 
you got you can't wait that long for this because once you hit July and training camp starts up, it's gonna be hard for a team once to, you hit like May or June. For, it's yeah. really tough. Like you already got your playbook in. You've had OTAs. You've been talking to your players, sending text messages or whatever the hell you've been doing, watching film. It's hard to just oh hey Deshaun Watson, you're playing for the Miami Dolphins now. It's August fifteenth. Learn the playbook. Learn your teammates. Learn how everything works, and boom, go win a Super Bowl. Like it doesn't work like that. And it's tough because after April, like you make your you make your draft picks and you're building your team like that. Right. You can't trade the draft picks. So really, you gotta have that done by April. Yeah, by beginning of April. I think John Elway might get a little lucky and have someone fall in his lap next year, whether it's Watson or Rodgers. Yeah, I agree with you. More Rodgers, I'd say. Well, it's easier because he could just probably. Yeah. Sign. I'm guessing with the contract they worked out, you'd probably sign him. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of signings, Jonathan Allen, defensive lineman for the Washington football team. Such a dumbass name. Such a joke that I have to sit here and say the football team. How have they not come out with a name? Like, Again, you know oh, poverty franchises. You know idiots. The Cleveland uh, Indians came yeah. up with a name. Cleveland Guardians. And they're they have not, a uniform they're not, they're and everything. The, they're not the Cleveland baseball team. No. they. You know, it's just a it really, it's just a joke. I got two teams in my division. They're just absolute jokes. It's disgusting having to play them twice a year. And then Dallas. Yeah, I'm going to be going to Dallas. You got I, I really? told you that. Yeah. August, uh, October 10th. No, I see you there. Yeah. You want to go? Yeah, sure. T- tickets are very expensive. <laughs> you, know. you got it on yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, on me. Uh, so, yeah, Jonathan Allen agrees. Four-year, $72 million contract. Extension, good for him. The Washington. The Alabama front for the Washington yeah. football team. Um. They are loaded on the defensive side of the ball. We'll see if Ryan Fitzpatrick cannot F that up. We'll see. I think he will, but we'll see. I think he'll be okay. I don't think so. Okay. Never been to the playoffs. Never started more than 12 games in a season. He's a gunslinger. No, that's not true. That is true. Never started more than 12 games. He- 12 games. What about the year with the Jets? Let's look it up. And it's not 12 games. It is 12 games. It's not 12 games. He threw 31 touchdowns that year. And... I think he started the whole season if he missed the first game of the year or whatever. Uh, game started. Wait, is it game started or games played? Game started. That's really weird. How many? There's a few seasons where he started 16 yeah, games. Yeah, good. But I oh, never – but I saw the stat. I've gone around saying that stat a lot oh, because, I saw, because I saw it. Maybe I remember it's about seeing the stat. Screwed up. Maybe it's about Ryan Finley or something. No, it's not. It was Fitzpatrick. Whatever. I mean, still, the guy's never been in the playoffs. Right. He's not a successful quarterback. So, and he turns the ball over a lot. I don't think that's a recipe for that team. You need a game manager over there. So, uh, yeah, I don't think. The I think football- he might be able to make that offense go a little bit. I don't think so. Provide a little spark. I think the football team or the seven and eight win team. Okay. But I think my Giants are a seven and eight win team too, so not no bias there. Right. I think the Eagles are a three to four win team. The Eagles the, at best, yeah, and they're terrible. They're terrible. I, they're th- th- I have them, yeah, like three, four wins. Yeah, draft a quarterback. All right. Anything else we got today? No, that's it. We're taking a little break again. I'm going away. JM thinks he's doing a solo show, but he's I not. I am doing a solo show. So we will talk to you. I don't even know when. When is it? Next uh, Thursday. Oh boy. Yeah. The. Yeah, like the fifth or the sixth. Yeah. So um, hopefully our teams can uh, 
bounce back. Yankees the will Yankees. probably be, I don't know, what, six games out of uh, the wild card by Yeah, hopefully the Yankees, you know, do what they got to do, get themselves back in this race, and the Mets can gain some ground in this division. They're f- up four games and make some trades this week. Very excited. Anything you got to say? I got nothing. All right, we'll talk to you guys next week.